Hi, I'm Richard Randall, and welcome back to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker. She is The Real Estate Voice. Barb has the buyers, and every weekend we have the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or sell real estate with Barb Schlinker, the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Barb, with many buyers facing competing offers when they buy homes, what are some of the top eight things that sellers love to get from buyers in offers. And plus, we're going to be talking about some hot new listings as well. First off, let's talk about what sellers want. Well, Richard, most sellers want the best price for their home. They want to move when they want. They want the least amount of hassle and they want everything to go smoothly. They want certainty in the whole entire process. It's not the same as like selling a car or some other smaller asset. There's quite a bit to it. Um, and so it's really, really important that if you're bringing an offer on a property that you find a way to communicate with whoever the, the agent is representing the sale to make sure everything goes smoothly. You know, I had one, uh, I have one over in Monument, really, really pretty house. And <laughs> The, the pictures, it is, a, it's a beautiful home. So the pictures attracted a lot of people. And I was there visiting the seller was actually presenting offers. And, um, but they hadn't made a decision yet. And this car kept, it's the end of a cul-de-sac and they kept stalking the home. They said, oh yeah, we've seen them three times. And, and then they drove into the driveway. I said, you mind if I just invite them in? If they want to see it, just let them come in and look at it. <laughs> and so I did, it was kind of fun. Um, I think they were shocked that I walked out there and said, come on in, you know, so because um, you want you want every opportunity to get the home sold for the best price. Right. So there is a lot of communication that goes on. And, you know, real estate, the rules are real estate has to be everything has to be in writing. There's nothing verbal about a contract in real estate. It just does not exist. It does for other industries, but it's certainly not for real estate. So you want to make sure everything's clear. So we've kind of gotten into a rhythm as an industry that when we send an offer, we send email, sometimes there even is not any communication between the two agents. It's just an email, right? So it's kind of hard for a seller to make a decision about, well, okay, I'm going to tie up my property, one of my largest assets, with this buyer that I don't know anything about them. I don't know whether or not they're qualified, even though there might be a pre-approval letter there. I don't know whether or not uh, they really do love the house. You know, uh, there's, there's a lot of questions in their mind. And so a lot of times the real estate agents, you know, they're kind of used to, okay, we'll write the digital contract and we'll send it over and we'll send maybe a pre-quote approval or pre-qualification letter which oftentimes does not really tell the story. I think um, I told you about this a few months ago, Richard, where I had a seller that had three or four offers on their house and they had stayed home for every showing. It was a rural property on acreage. So they happened to really like this one buyer because this one buyer said everything right to them. Don't worry about fixing that broken thing and don't worry about cleaning up the yard. We got this, you know, so they loved this buyer. However, um, and then when I got the offer, the pre-approval letter told a, a good story, right? It said, 
Well, um, yeah, I verified their income and their assets and they're already approved through automatic underwriting and they're good to go. Um, But I just, I don't like to go on that. Sometimes I really want to talk to either the agent or the lender to find out, you know, how solid is this buyer? Because we have a stack of three other buyers behind them that want this house. So uh, by some miracle, I don't like to do it on the weekend, but it was a Sunday. I got this lender on the phone. And I asked the lender, I said, so um, tell me about this buyer. They're putting a low down payment. I thought that was weird for the type of loan. It should have been three and a half percent down, but they're only putting a thousand down. So my real question was, is this buyer getting down payment assistance, which sometimes is is a bit, it shows weakness in, in the buyer's ability to perform. So I asked that question and he goes, no, they don't need down payment assistance. They're fine, but they do need to sell a home to buy this home. And I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't in the contract, right? That it was contingent on them selling their home. So I said, okay, uh, what's the address? And he gave me the address. I looked it up right away. And sure enough, that home had just hit the market that day. So what was happening is the buyer's agent was not telling me the whole story. They just assumed that, hey, it's okay. It's a hot market. It's going to sell. It's fine. We don't even have to tell them we have a house to sell. It's all going to work out. So when I found out the truth, I went back to the seller and said, do you really want to work with this buyer? Do you want to try one of the other ones? And they ended up pivoting to a different buyer. So information is key. In this case, information, key information was withheld from me and from the seller that really did affect their decision. And we're not allowed to lie in the industry. So um, we moved on to a different buyer. So the question is, is the agent a messenger and are they a negotiator? We don't know. Um, You want somebody in the process that has your back because the way the real estate contracts are designed, once a seller commits to selling their home contractually, Not only does the MLS rules require us to tell the world that the seller accepted a contract, however weak that it is, but the seller has no way to get rid of that buyer until the process is ended. Um, So if they ask for inspection repairs and they don't reach agreement, the buyer still has the option to go forward. If the appraisal comes in low, and the seller's unwilling to lower the price, the buyer still has a right to move forward. So everything's in the buyer's court in these state contracts and really nothing for the seller. So once they accept a contract, the seller is way more committed than the buyer. The buyer could terminate because they don't like the paint color, which is very frustrating for home sellers. So you absolutely want somebody that has your back in this whole process and is doing due diligence before you commit to a contract on a home. So here are some of the things that a, a seller would like to see. They'd like to see that they're confident that it's going to appraise. Um, they'd like to see that uh, the home is offered uh, as is. So we see a lot of variations on this in contracts. It's kind of funny. There's a couple of paragraphs about the inspection in the contract, but most of it's in paragraph 10. It basically says the home is sold as is, where is, with all its faults, but the buyer has a right to inspect anything they want and they can terminate over anything they want. So they could tie up a house for 10 days or two weeks and then bail out. And then 
the perception with the rest of the buyers out there is, oh, there's something wrong with the house. Even the agents will call and go, what's wrong with the house? So um, oftentimes there's nothing wrong with the house. It's just that the buyer changed their mind or their ill-qualified inspector talked them out of the home. We see that an awful lot too. So there's what we see in contracts are these variations like, um, well, the buyer's only going to ask for health, safety, plumbing, electrical. So what else is there? <laughs> oh, okay. They're not going to ask for cosmetics. Well, if they're getting a VA loan, the VA appraiser is going to require any peeling paint on the outside to be taken care of. So that is cosmetics. So to me, it's it's all smoke and mirrors presented by the buyer. Some buyers will offer a quick closing, but the, the, I guess the, the whole point of this segment is to talk about the best thing that happens is that there's communication between the listing broker and the seller selling broker about the process. Not that we can disclose any secrets, but we certainly can get information to help each other move it forward and get it to the finish line. Like let, let's say the buyer's agent just assumes that the seller wants to close quickly. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, I have a seller right now that has a target date of months in the future that they actually want to move. And so because we were, I was able to get on the phone with the buyer's agent and negotiate that, that was worth a lot of money to the seller to be able to stay in their home after the closing date. So those are the kind of things that need to take place. Possession after closing, um, how qualified the buyer is. I recently had a, a seller that accepted a contract on a home and everything's going along fine. We're past inspection appraisal. We thought we're closing in, in November. And then, oh, sorry, the buyer hasn't been in this job for a year. So we cannot close for three more weeks. You know, it's just so frustrating when we find those things out. So it's really, it's some things you cannot, you know, find out early on, but you're hoping that the buyer's agent and the buyer picks a lender that knows how to do the appropriate due diligence. You don't have those problems up front. Some sellers absolutely adore cash offers because you don't have to worry about an appraisal, but only if it's the right number, because at the end of the day, it's all cash to the seller at the closing table. And some of the things that are hard to get approved are if the buyer is asking the seller to wait for them to sell their home. Those are hard to get accepted unless you do a really good job negotiating. Some contingencies for a sale are okay. It kind of depends on the market, the environment, what the seller wants, and also how sellable is the home that they put on the market. Is, or that they're going to put on the market. Is it really sellable? Is it priced right? This all means that the both agents have to communicate and negotiate together. Um, they want to see a solid um, pre-approval if the buyer's getting a loan and their ability to pay. Uh, VA, as an example, is no money down financing. It's actually one of the easiest loans to get. And I'm a veteran. I talk about veterans all the time. Uh, one of the best things about the VA loan is you can go out and buy a home all the way up to $2 million with zero down. You just have to make sure the home meets the loan guidelines, which is pretty simple. We can talk about that on another day. And they're usually pretty solid buyers because they've been qualified actually to do that. So um, those are some of the things that the 
you know, if, if the home is priced right, typically you will get good offers. Like the home I sold last weekend, it was a little bit dated. We even got some feedback, people saying it was a little bit dated, but I still had six offers and it sold for 75,000 over asking price. So obviously we priced it right and it was in good enough condition that at least four of those six buyers made a really great offer on the home. And the other thing that sellers absolutely love is just certainty, certainty that the home is going to sell, certainty that the, everything's going to go to closing because going back on the market is, is not a happy thing for home sellers. Richard? Barb, time for the lightning round of some of your hot new listings. Let's get after it. Tell us about them. Okay. Well, I have a beautiful home that's actually one that would be a great property to fix and flip. You could probably get another fifty dollars to $80,000 off out of this home if you just went in and put um, some cosmetics, garage door, paint carpet, just little things. It's got great bones and a great location on Babbling Stream, priced at three hundred seven five. dollars It is owned by the VA. Another beautiful home in a plus 55 community on 1032 Lutheran Way. Perfect home for the downsizer that doesn't want a lot to take care of. Another gorgeous four-level home that has four bedrooms on 1411 Clemson Drive and gleaming hardwood floors underneath the carpet. Fantastic home in the northeast part of town at 425. Um, is at 5765 Toma Road. Another beautiful four-level 2115 Sather, Granite, and all the bathrooms. Gorgeous home priced at 435 A lovely home over off of Black Forest and Woodman on 7238 Cardinal Drive, priced at 499 A beautiful Victorian downtown Colorado Springs at 550 East, East Platte at 599 And a spectacular home over by Cottonwood Park in the mid fours at 3620 Tapestry. And I have more beautiful homes coming soon. Another home. Also on Garlock at one point, Garlock at one point two nine million, uh, overlooking Pulpit Rock and some beautiful homes in Briargate and over by Palmer Park coming up very soon. To find out about all of our coming soon listings, you can go to barbhasthebuyers.com or give us a call at 719-301-3900. Richard? You've been listening to The Real Estate Voice. It airs every Saturday. And if you're thinking of making a move, call Barb at 719-301-3900 or visit barbhasthebuyers.com. Barbhasthebuyers.com. And you can see replays of this show on Barb's YouTube channel, Barb Schlinker, S-C-H-L-I-N-K-E-R. Or go to any of the popular podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, many, many others. You can listen to the entire show there. Thank you for listening this weekend. Reach out to Barb by giving her a call at 719-301-3900. Thanks for listening. Barb, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next weekend.